0: always. I'm going to be honest with all of you. I left my cheetahs at the produce section of the grocery store. What's worse is I left the only finished copy of the script there as well. This, of course, wouldn't be a problem if I'd not run out of my memory aid medication. And further, it wouldn't be a problem if I didn't replace the writers with the troop of mimes. Perfect storm, folks. So, the story you're about to hear is cobbled together from my less than good memory and the flailings of some college-aged mimes. And so we begin, and may God be with us all. Oh, and if you're from the network and you're listening to this, this episode has been specially concocted by a computer to sound like the scariest thing that could happen to you. So, if you work in radio, it will sound like your most expensive radio program is ruining everything. But that's only because you're in the slanted hallway. Holy moly, we got it, everyone. Start bagging up all of this expensive recording equipment. We would never hear. The man with the golden
1: Oh,
2: oh. oh thank goodness. Patrons. Sweet, stupid money mighty- I'll be there in just a moment. I've just got to tend to these shopkeeping-related things with my back turned to the door. And by extension, you! How can I be of assistance to you, money-bearing moron?
3: Well, I was just wafted in here by the titillating smell of this delicious blueberry pie. And what's more, whole roasted chicken...
2: And I was standing here just now being titillated by that gorgeous voice of yours.
3: Well, here we are. Just a couple perfect strangers being titillated together like.
4: Roast chicken. With the fixings and everything. How much is it, Marty? Well,
3: aw shucks. It's 15 cents. For what?
4: They got the Hope Diamond for sale here.
2: Sold that last week. The chicken and pie with vixens is indeed 15 cents. But I'll give it to you for free, man, with a rich golden voice like yours. You won't even need the gravy.
3: Well, I can't say this is the first time I've been given something for free by virtue of my vocal gifts even today. That being said, mostly I am given things because I am...
2: my god, it's a dirty homeless beggar! What's this I'm seeing double?
4: I was getting to that. There really are two of us.
2: Out with you, you filthy! Let's
4: go,
3: Marty. I'd
2: call you money-grubbing if it weren't for your lack of money! With which to have grubbed!
3: What a repugnant thing to say.
2: To think I was gonna do whatever you told me to by virtue of that sweet, sweet voice. And what's this? Plexoriasis? You disgust me, you vile, parasitic, immunocompromised hoboes! Begone!
4: Oh, jeez, Marty. I'm so awful hungry-like. I got my tummy all rumbled. Feed me,
5: Roger. I need you. Kill for me.
3: Cook for me. Fill me. Don't worry. We can go down to the creek and fish up something.
4: What would we fish up? Why, fish, of course. Wait a second, Marty. Isn't it almost time for the Supreme Leader's broadcast? Well, that broadcast
3: doesn't do nothing to put the rumble out of your tummy. It's the narrowcast that's gonna get a fish on my hook and food in your stomach.
5: I rumble.
4: I rumble for flesh. flesh,
2: Fill me!
4: No, I mean the broadcast over the radio. The daily rules, remember? The dictatorship we live in. The coup. The president being ousted. The execution of all democratically elected officials. The merging of all government posts into one. You know, the expositions.
3: Right, of course. Uh, Sorry, I've been having a hard time keeping up What with my losing my job, becoming homeless, and the tragic death of my wife at the hands of a lobster's claws at our anniversary dinner.
4: Of course, the death which caused you to cry so much. It ruined your old voice, leaving you with- A golden one,
3: right. Well, you go ahead and listen. I'll just do whatever. As you know, I'm not too jazzed on this dictatorship thing.
1: Good afternoon, Seattle. This is your police chief, uh, slash mayor, slash governor. Oh, what the hell, dictator? You can call me Captain DeBalls and Vice. Uh, It is 4 o'clock p.m., which means it is now time to all stop what you're doing and listen closely to today's new rules. Uh, After this brief but very dramatic and suspense-building theme song.
4: Marty, the rules is on. Get over here. Hang on.
3: One more cast. I think I've got a tasty boot on the
4: line. I know you're hungry, but there's no time, Marty.
1: And... and as always, listening to the rules is mandatory and not being within earshot of the rules at the time they're being broadcast is punishable by death for the safety of us all.
4: Marty, get over here. It's still starting. Roger,
3: I'm just out of earshot of that radio. I just... Roger?
4: I've been attacked. No, oh, you Brutus. You Brutus. You have to listen, Marty. They'll kill you if you do All
1: Alrighty. Everyone settled in or otherwise apprehended? I hope so, oh, for your sake one the number two is hereby outlawed rule number three there are no rules but only an art and rule number four there is still no one allowed on the radio except for me if you don't think i'm serious listen to the sounds of this man in chains he tried to get on the radio some of you heard him and now you're all gonna hear his punishment and here goes the guillotine so we all agree it's a good idea to follow the rules. I mean, look, if you don't, it sounds as if your head just comes flying right off. Please report to the Central Office of Guillotines if you heard that unnamed troublemaker's broadcast.
4: Marty, are you getting all that? Almost, almost. It's
3: always so hard. There's always so many new rules every time the rules come on.
4: Well, remember, Marty, if you don't write them down... And if we don't follow them, and follow them to a T, we'll end up like that headless man.
1: Alrighty, so that's likely all the rules for today, but tune in again at 6 o'clock p.m. during the evening commute in case any other rapid revolutionizing in the citizens' favor needs to happen.
3: Man, Raj... I really wish life were a little more carefree. I wish we didn't have to keep track of all these new rules
4: all the time. That's just the world we live in, Marty Chicky Baby. It's not like we always dreamed. We ain't lucky enough to have an incorporeal mind with a great voice floating around through the airwaves. What that has the power to overtake this overbearing administration?
3: I suppose that would be one wish I'd want granted especially if you died tragically at the hands of this dictator and young which you are say what's that sombrero you have
4: for oh this it's just for shadowing sun's out and we don't have homes to hide in in fact this sombrero doubles as a rainbrero Well, that's
3: mighty convenient, seeing as how the biggest thunderstorm of the century is rolling in as we speak. As we speak? Yes, listen. There's the first sound of drizzle, and I'm still yapping away. And it's getting a little heavier now. Like I said, as we speak. Oh my.
4: Marty, perhaps we should seek shelter. I am hearing thunder wiggle through the air like so many thin, wiggling sheets of metal.
3: And I see lightning in the distance,
4: like so many silk streamers falling from the stage ceiling. Quick, Marty. If we can get ourselves up that hill to cower under that radio tower, we stand a fighting chance. Book it, Raj. What do you mean? I mean clamber. Clamber for your life. I'm clambering. I'm clambering too.
0: Oh, God. I've been shot. There. Now there's only one of them. Remember, boys, two is illegal.
4: Roger, come on, you lazy bones. We can still make it. Get away from me, Marty. Damn it. Didn't you hear the man?
0: Didn't you boys hear me a moment ago? I guess it's thundering, but I mean, you know, come on or whatever. You know, come on. Just a second, officer. A second is a version of two.
4: Go, please. Get to the tower or just away from me. This is what happens, Marty, when you don't follow the rules, Marty. You get shot many, many, many times. And every time, it just hurts more. Follow the rules. And stay (coughs) golden-voiced man with the golden voice.
3: Hang on. How long was that between the lightning and the thunder? Oh, it's right over me. Uh, Here, maybe if I just give this radio tower a big hug... The power of love will surely shield me from the storm. Here goes nothing.
0: Hello. This is the narrator of the slanted hallway. I am clearly still in the office, and this is not a pre-recorded message. If it was, how would I know that it is exactly 3.46 p.m., On August the 5th, 1955. Wow. Look at all this expensive recording equipment that is still here in the booth as far as I know. This concludes the intermission.
6: Excellent rules today, sir. Thank you,
1: Mr. Manderson. Though, I don't much care what you think. I appreciate the compliment. I had plenty of warm milk this morning to stretch out the vocal cords. But how are the reviews?
6: Uh, Reviews are illegal, Captain President.
1: Yes, yes, but did anyone say anything or have any opinion about anything?
6: No, no, no no one said anything. Zip lips. The whole continent over.
1: Someone must have said something or expressed something. Some disapproval. Don't you think it's a little unrealistic to think everyone should be in perfect agreement about everything?
6: One guy rolled his eyes, uh, but we had him shot.
1: Not how I'd have done it, but good work. Uh, Next time, bring them before the central guillotine office. Doing what you think I'd do is the first step toward me not thinking for you. Right as always, Sarah. I know I'm being a little harsh, but this stray radio incident has me worried. Ooh, worry is my third least favorite emotion. Mm,
6: it's troubling, sir. But not to worry. Uh, our guillotines outnumber the citizens three to one. Ah, uh, And we've round up anyone with a communication device.
1: And I assume they're here?
6: Yes, sir. We found three men who were communicating via several cons and string.
1: I don't know how that works, but they must be killed. My rules must be absolute. This whole nation is a powder keg, and I'm the damp rag keeping it from going off. Your rule has
6: never been questioned. I don't think you will need to worry so much. My
1: rule can't be questioned. I'm the only thing these morons can hear. If I tell them the sky is red, there's no one to say I'm wrong. All it would take is one golden-voiced hobo trapped in the radio by the power of Zeus to topple this whole regime. What? Who?
3: How? Ah. Where am I? Oh, I got an itch on my face. What? Wait a second. I don't have a face. Oh, my God, what's going on? I'm faceless. And? What's this? My body has vanished as well. What am I, then? No face? No body? Egads, women will never love me if they can't see me. Women can't love what they can't see. Oh, no, the horror. It appears I'm just a voice. But what's this? A celestial... Solenoid microphone floating before me. I always knew I had a future in radio, but I didn't realize I had a future in radio.
2: Me and the guys are gonna pick up chicks steal their hearts and souls, bring the rock and roll tricks, take dates to church, burn the holy books who need good reads. When you got good looks of home. This-
5: Music is worse than a she-wolf mother devouring her own stale, rancid,
1: bloody afterbirth.
5: From which have emerged her squirming, maggot-like young.
2: Gary, you say that about
5: all music. All music is sin. The only good sound is silence. Or quiet talking with a shhh sound every time you pass under some power lines.
1: Ed, can we at least try something else before you shut it all off and pull the car over and send us walking back home?
5: I'm very angry at society, and I have to take it out on you. Never question my misdirected wrath. I'll smooch you if you change the channel. I'll smooch you. How about that? We'll see how you like it. Please? Please? Shut up. Now I'm definitely turning the radio on, so I don't have to listen to you she-wolves howl in my ear.
3: I wonder why it's so dark here. It really reminds me of the first time I saw the nighttime. I used to always sleep right through it, and I never knew it existed until one time I woke up at midnight, really hungry, and thought I had gone blind. Wake up, people! Experience the night! It's there, it's real, it's got stars!
5: Who is this? What is this? This isn't the Episcopalian news channel. Don't stop the car. We can turn it off.
1: Just put down your driving X. We can turn it off. Please, honey, don't hurt anybody.
5: No, no, wife and child of mine. I love this. I love this man. I love this voice. He is exactly the kind of father a dad like me should aspire to be. Somebody, turn this up.
1: But, Dad, you make us both sit in the back seat. No matter.
5: Unbuckle. Turn it up. Unbuckle, I say.
4: How many flapjacks? 1.5 and round it up. Eggs. Tree. Where do I need that sunny side? Up. Scalpel. This steak is mid-rare at best. We need it well, well, well done. No, we didn't give the customer the option. My name's John Owner. I'm the diner owner here at Owner's Diner.
0: Boss, it's getting packed in here.
6: We should turn on the radio in case the rules come on. And why's that? Because if the police walk by and the rules ain't on, they'll nail the door shut and burn down the diner with all of these paying customers inside.
4: Idea, good, hash, brown, coffee, black. I'm John Ona, the diner owner here at Ona's Diner. Get that radio on and be stat about it.
6: You got it, boss.
3: If I had a penny for every piece of clothing I've stolen off a clothesline in the middle of the day while running around people's backyards tan and naked, I'd have quite a bit of
4: pennies. What? This isn't the rules. It's better. It's money. If I, John owner, diner owner, had any money, I could put it all right back in the owner's diner. You hear that, diners? I'll finally be able to cut back to 80 hours a week.
0: Hello, fellow barons, oligarchs, monopolists, and tow truck drivers. I know we're all a little bit sleepy this morning, but we have a long day of sympathizing with the dictator ahead of us. There's also going to be a lot of towing cars out of empty and unused parking lots. Taking people's only mode of transportation and holding it for ransom... Not because they were causing any problems, just that we have the right to take their money from them. And so we will. We shall tow them from the bank lots on Sundays. We shall tow them from the parking garages in the middle of the night. We shall tow them from the unmarked sidewalks. And if in God's good time they should ask us for change, By God, we will not give it to them. Ah, yes. How nice it is to be bad. Okay, all the bad people in the room, say present. 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 Could everyone also do me a favor and check their shoes for goody-twos? Somebody found a goody-two on their shoe the other day, and we had to evict them from the rat-infested tenement building that is their moral coil, which we are also the landlords... of. Wait! Wait, everybody! Stop sympathizing! Is that a handheld radio, Paul Aristocratison? Yes, and listen to this!
3: You know, one thing I have always really hated about Seattle is how much it rains!
0: He's right. There is too much rain in Seattle. No one man should have all that power. It should be divided equally amongst all those rich baddies in the room.
1: Mr. Manderson, is my broadcast microphone hot? I was just taking a little catnap here in this sun puddle when God came to me in a dream and bestowed more rules upon me.
6: The balls in vice, the balls in vice, horrible news. A new voice is on the radio. And it's gold, so gold, that almost everyone in Seattle has turned in. The families have revolted. The diners have revolted. And even your faithful oligarchs and
1: sympathizers have revolted. What do you mean? Our dictatorial rules broadcast has been intercepted? By who? By what? Worse yet... It appears they're
6: broadcasting on every wavelength simultaneously. Every car, walkie-talkie, and even our military aircraft are receiving nothing but the ponderings of this crazy old hobo.
1: Well, turn it on. I want to hear what's what and who's who.
3: And anyway, something, 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 I forget.
1: This voice. This beautiful voice. I relinquish my crown. Peace upon the land. I see the error of my ways. I place my crown on the radio. I hope you heard that from the other room, Manderson. I just placed my crown on the radio. From henceforth, the boy king shall be no more. And the radio shall be king hereafter.
0: So... That was one ending. That was the one we had to broadcast. But when I had this script first pantomimed to me uh, in the last 15 minutes, I drafted up a new and perhaps even better ending and demanded the actors and production crew march right back on in here to record it all again. Come on now, everyone in, everyone in. We still have a minute and 30 seconds and my watch is never slow. There's plenty of time.